Hey everyone, happy Thursday from the Mighty Networks team. My name is Audra Lindsay. I am super excited today to be going live with a very special guest. This is Sarah Bowman from the Yoga with Adrian community or Find What Feels Good Kula. Um, welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Audra. I'm so glad you could bring me on today. I'm excited to share everything we've learned over the last couple of years and hopefully help some other people really launch their communities successfully too. Awesome. All right. So we're going to kick off our interview and I'm going to ask Sarah some questions. We're going to go deep on, you know, how they set things up originally. Also how she moved her Facebook group over. I think that's going to be really interesting to a lot of you folks. And then we're going to actually take a tour inside her network and see some of the ways that she's engaging folks week over week as this community has grown. Um, we'll talk about this in a sec, but what's amazing is that this community has, you know, started small, really intimate, but it's grown to over 90,000 people uh, in the last few months. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about that and all this good stuff and how you can keep things scaling and moving with even just like a one person team as I think Sarah is. <laughs> all right, so uh, just before we kick things off, everybody, I see folks saying hi in the chat. I think I point the wrong way sometimes because of this video, but. <laughs> Um, say hi in the chat if you're joining us live. I'm going to be checking in. If you have questions for Sarah, please use that ask a question button along the bottom to add those because I'm going to mine those questions at the end and we'll do a, a fun little open Q&A with everyone. And uh, my colleague Marnie from Mighty Networks is also here in the chat. So um, she'll be saying hello and capturing your questions as well. So let us know where you're coming from today. Say hi, and uh, let's get going. So Sarah, let's talk about the origin story of this community. Um, I know that Adrian Mischler, who started, I think, a YouTube channel and a video program with yoga videos, free videos, and some paid membership videos. Correct. How, how did that all begin? And then what was the point, the catalyst, that as your team was coming together, they said, we need to bring everybody together in one place and give them a community where they can actually meet each other and talk to each other? Sure. Well, it started way back in 2000. Oh, goodness. Four, uh, I think. Yeah. So with the first, the very first video, they decided to give this a try. YouTube was becoming this big thing. Um, Chris and Adrian actually met on a movie set where he did this indie film that he was directing and she was one of the actors. And so they met there and they developed this friendship. And then they decided to try out YouTube. Chris was really interested in it and he knew Adrian was a yoga teacher and he was like, hey, are you game to try this out? And then they played around with it and then they started realizing they could reach people with these wonderful, powerful tools of yoga. And by using YouTube to have like, you can access many people that can't access you yoga otherwise. So it was really important that became the mission and still is the mission of Yoga with Adrian is to bring as much high quality yoga um, to as many people as possible for free. So we've had that for quite a few years. And then over the years, they developed also this membership site where we have premium content. And that's like sort of to take it to the next level and to support continuing the YouTube channel because we will always do everything we can to keep free YouTube yoga for everybody as much as we can. So right now it's a weekly free video for everybody. And um, that's so growing and exploding. We're about to hit 5 million subscribers. So we're pretty excited about that. Congrats. Oh my yeah. God, 5 million subscribers. <laughs> kind of mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> but back in uh, 2000, oh goodness, I should have done the year, uh, 2000, 
14, I guess. Uh, they started with a 30-day program in January. It was called Reboot. And this was a premium course that you could buy. And part of that, they felt like they needed to provide their community with a chance to go deeper with the conversation that was already happening in the YouTube comments. Um, because while we have a really great YouTube community, like we have probably the best out there, like there's not horrible comments, you know, everyone's kind to each other, offering, offering help and suggestions. They knew there was an opportunity to connect further and go deeper with the people that were doing this course together. So that started our very first Facebook group and it was just uh, maybe like a hundred people or something. Uh, it was really small. And I was one of the people in that group. I used to be just a member of the community and they kept it around. We went through the 30 days together and then it kept growing and we started inviting more people in as they would discover it. And so it became this place where like people usually find yoga with agent through YouTube first and now like social media. And then from there, they migrate like into subscribing to the weekly letter that Adrian writes every Sunday and sends out. And then they start to find these other little things and they were finding the Facebook group. And over the years that grew to, I think when we finally closed it down, we were 20 or 25,000 members in the Facebook group. And it honestly out outlived its, its lifespan, but um, we can talk about that more later. And then we found Mighty Networks. And we got pretty excited about the ideas of what we could do with that to really make it uh, even better for our community. And um, so now we have like people coming through YouTube, they go through the letter and then they find the community like the Kula and then they become members. And it just kind of filters down into even this more specific, really engaged community. And I think that's what we have like in our membership, but obviously too with our Kula, it's everyone that's really super engaged and wanting to take it to the next level to connect with people that understand them and get them. And that's yeah. really what it's all about. I love it. Oh, I love it. And that's a really great way of thinking about it. You're capturing everybody broadly on social and really on YouTube, it sounds like. And then as they are buying in <laughs> emotionally yeah. almost, right? Not necessarily <laughs> voluntarily, they're getting more excited. You're giving them ways to ladder up. So they're signing mm -hmm. up for the email and then they're joining the community and then they're making those connections with other people. I love mm -hmm. this. So it's important too that it's not the first hit because mm -hmm. if you if you really want your community to really be a solid community where you have real connections happening, it can't just be like your front page in a sense where anybody can just sort of hit it and bounce off, leave a comment here or there. You wanna really capture those people that are really invested in what you're also doing and they feel like they have an ownership in it. And that's how you really can get that deep community that is just kind of just growing itself. Mm, yes, yes, because at some point, I'm assuming you're almost relying on the enthusiasm of those super fans to bring in new people, right? So you, totally. you guys have to do less marketing yeah. work. Okay, we'll talk about that a little more yeah. as well. <laughs> um, so you mentioned the Facebook group. I wanted to touch on that because uh, I know we've talked about this in the past. What was it like kind of deciding to move your Facebook group onto Mighty? And did you keep it open for a while? Did you shut it down immediately? How did you migrate people over? What did you learn? And I'm curious, you know, is there anything you do differently, I guess? Definitely. Do it again. <laughs> well, I felt um, for the last just couple of years that it felt, it felt like we needed to get off Facebook sooner than we did. But we didn't have everything quite in place where we wanted it yet. Um, we joined Mighty Networks with our first community in July 2016. And I, then my networks are still like really growing and developing as well and putting all these wonderful things in place that we have now. And we knew these things were coming, but not everything was there quite yet. So 
we wanted to make sure that when the community came over, they it was an easy transition for them as possible, which if I were in this moment now just starting, I would have just closed and moved like right away because everything is here that we need now. So we had a drought out a little bit longer than I would have liked to, just so we made sure we had everything in place that we needed. But that's the advantage of all the new hosts now. <laughs> they can just come right in and take advantage of it. So that's great. Um, the other thing is we wanted to make it an easy transition for our community because it's their community kind of became this place where it's like their lifeline. I mean, people would come in asking for like help with the yoga pose, and then they might be there a month later having this horrible like life experience that they need help with and then getting that emotional connection and help as well and support. So people feel very much part of like, this is part of their, their life. It is mm. part of their community. It's part of who they are. And so you have to be really careful with that. I really respect that when you're making this, you know, foundational change on them. And, um, but I knew it was totally, it was definitely time to make the shift when um, things can get really heated in Facebook. And mm. in our community, it was always protected from that because it was a closed Facebook group. Um, but then over the years, we started seeing how people were just getting more hyped up on Facebook. And then they would come into the community and they would still kind of almost be in that, like, I have to defend myself mode. Mm. And they were quicker to try to lash out. Um, and a great example was one lady posted one question in the Kula. And one posted it. She posted the same exact question in the Facebook group, complete different reactions. Wow. And just because when people are on Facebook, they're already in this like fight and defend. But yeah, when people were in our mighty network, they just felt at peace and at calm and they didn't feel like people were there to attack them. It and I was like, okay, it's it's time. And so we had already been telling people about our Kula, our Facebook community, our, about the Mighty Network, of course. And, but then we decided now we need to really show them what it is. This is what you're getting. This is why it's better. And so we, we did that for a little bit. And then it came the big announcement. We've been telling you about this. Now we're closing. And we would love for you all just to come join. Your friends are already there. We did a lot of that kind of messaging. So they wouldn't feel like they were going someplace new. They mm -hmm. weren't going into a big crowd of strangers. They needed to know that their friends were already there as well. And then we just set a date and closed it. And that was that. And it was a huge sense of relief. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, you didn't have to manage two things anymore. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would have, yeah. I would have done it sooner for sure. Um, but it's also important that you don't just pull the rug out underneath people. Mm -hmm. Very don't rug out too long either because it's right. like, like inevitable. Everyone's waiting for the <laughs> thing. So yeah. And you know what I loved? Cause I remember visiting your group when you were about to shut it down is that you mm -hmm. add a nice banner too. So you really branded the experience, right? You said yes. you let people know, you gave them time, you set a date and then you had a really nice banner saying yep. this is where we are now. Right. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. We also did a little bit of, uh, rebranding the way some of our topics look in our mighty network we had just some like pretty pictures and things um but we wanted people to not feel scared they were going into someplace new and so we replaced a lot of those pictures with pictures that we had of adrian and pictures of like community events so we really made it very specific so that people when they walked in it felt familiar yeah i like that we actually have a related question that just came in okay. from morgan she asked did you get any of the, you know, quote, bad apples or lurkers from the Facebook group moving over into Mighty Networks? No, I, it seems like the people that were 
the most difficult were also the ones that didn't want to be inconvenienced to have to use a different app when they're already mm -hmm. on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay if not everybody comes. <laughs> you know, you really want the people that are invested in why you have a community in the first place. And if they're not really invested in that, if they just sort of fell into it and were staying there because it was convenient, maybe maybe it's okay if they don't come over. I like that. It's important to note. I've heard a few other FOHOs say that to me and you got to think about it like, yeah, you want your most valuable people, right? It's going to be 10 times more valuable to everybody else if you have half as many who are contributing yeah. more and sharing more Definitely. of that good stuff and having a better time overall. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you talked a little bit about the launch of your network. You started mm -hmm. slow. Um, mm -hmm. And also I loved what you mentioned about kind of rejiggering your topics. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that launch piece. So setting up your Mighty Network. I know it was mm -hmm. Mighty Networks three years ago, and I don't know if any of y'all were around then, but we don't have <laughs> nearly as, didn't have nearly as many features as Sarah said. But um, I'm excited that uh, we've been able to grow to yeah. along with your community. Um, but yeah, tell us what that was about. You invited a small group of people over, right? You were doing it very deliberately. And did you gather yeah. feedback from folks? Mm -hmm. Did you make tweaks and adjustments? What was that journey like? Yeah, so the first thing we did, we had our very first yoga retreat coming up at the same time in July mm -hmm. 2016. So we're like, this is a great opportunity. It was a small one. There was only 30 people there. So we introduced people to it right before they came. And then when we were all there sitting around together at the retreat during our downtime, we started talking to people about it and they would they got to try it out and they got to tell us things that they liked, things they didn't like. So we had like this little group of 30 people. So we were lucky we had them in one place because we're usually spread out everywhere. But you could still do this even if you could have a few of your core members. You could bring them in. You could regularly chat. You could find out what they think about things because that was really key to help figure out we had one way of looking at things and we thought we were hitting certain things, but someone else might view it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And so that little small group, almost like a little work group was like really helpful in the beginning. And then we let that sort of, we made some tweaks and then we just invited our members who are part of our, our membership. We invited them in first and let them settle in again. The other thing was, it was really important not to grow too fast in the beginning because the very beginning stage, when you're building it, that's when you are setting up everything for later. Mm. And so you want to be able to set a framework that it works for everybody. You also wanna set the cadence of the community and you wanna set the culture of the community. And so it's really important that you get that foundational piece really solid before it explodes with lots of mm. people. Because otherwise everybody's coming at it from every which angle and you lose that important culture that is fundamental to your community. And my guess is that it also makes you a lot less stressed out yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm sensing that during that time, you use that time to hone in on how you wanted to engage these folks long-term. Definitely. So were you, I'm going to, I'm, I'm slowly segueing into our engagement strategies chat, which I really want to focus on today. So like, do you remember what some of the experiences or experiments were that you ran during that period? Like, were you trying out, like, I know you do a lot of things today that are weekly yeah. check-ins and roundups, but what were you experimenting with them just to, then just to see what worked and what didn't and what people responded to? Yeah, very much just kind of just like throwing things at the wall because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have analytics yet at that point. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we were like early days trying to figure out how to do this the right way. Um, getting a feel for what do people want to talk about? 
when's the best time to post things like this? How frequently should you be posting to keep people engaged versus like too much, they feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Really, a lot of figuring that out was what we kind of did in the beginning. Uh, figuring out topics too, like not only what are people talking about, but what maybe could they talk about that is under one topic as opposed mm -hmm. to having five to cover that one thing. Mm -hmm. All of that was helpful to get just, yeah, to kind of fill it out a little bit. Nice. That's important to think about. And that experimentation flow that you mentioned, I cannot stress that enough to you. I've done that myself. Yeah. And the wonderful thing is what you said is having those super fans, super users. Mm -hmm. We had we had a conversation with Amy Jo Kim earlier this week, and she was talking about mm -hmm. this as well, which I love that you're reflecting it. It's just find those core people um, mm -hmm. and listen to them. And that's really what's going to help you take things to the next level when you're ready. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, we actually, I want to, I know we have some questions coming in mm -hmm. and it's so good about uh, multiple communities and groups. We're going to get there. Um, Lucy, so don't worry. This yes. is that's a great one. We're going to cover that. Uh, oh, this is great. So actually just kind of similar to what we're talking about. Kathy asked, when you're creating an engagement strategy for a beginning small group, so thinking about those early days, did you build as you go or did you actually just, did you start with topics and articles and like foundational stuff to give people stuff to check out before they came in? That's how I would do it if I was doing it now. Okay. Um, I was working full time as a registered nurse <laughs> <laughs> when we started, um, also at, on night shift. So, oh. you know, and like little kids at home. So it was pretty much build as I went. But if I was starting now, I would have some things in place. I would have some articles in place, some posts to give people some guidance of like, oh, this is how it works. Mm -hmm. And so they would kind of know not too much. Don't like overwhelm them in the beginning because uh, that's the big thing a lot of people in Facebook would complain about. Like, I don't know what to do. There's so much to see. And it's like, well, not really, but <laughs> overwhelmed at times. So don't do too much in the beginning. But definitely I would have started with a few things already in place. Like some sort of, like now we have like a starter guide. I would have already uh, had that in place. I would have already had my community guidelines in place. Uh, just to give people, a, like they come in, they feel confident that they know what they're doing when they're in this space. I think that's important. I like that. Okay, so let's talk about what you're doing today. I, I My question is almost... It's a combo of tell me a day in the life. <laughs> what does it look like today managing this community that's now grown to about 90,000 folks through inviting in your YouTube channels and all of that? Um, what does it look like today for you um, managing this? So I would love to hear not only a day in the life or how much time you spend, you check in in the morning, in the afternoon, like what does your day look like? But then also how does your week look? Because I think you have a very specific strategy you've set up for managing your engagement strategies week to week. And I'd love to hear that across the whole community. Definitely. Um, well, I pretty much check in in the morning just to make sure everything's looking good because we have a large global community with a really, really large base in the UK. So fortunately, I'm on the East Coast, so I'm not quite as far removed from their time zone. But by the time I get up and get moving, there's already been a whole lot of activity going on. So I always check in first thing in the morning and then I'll check in again in the afternoon. Uh, if we have something special going on, I will check in like a lot more often. Um, like we do a, a free 30 day yoga every January. So January, I'm pretty much in there nonstop because we have a huge event going on. People are looking for help. So when you have something like that, it, it alters things. But typically it's like morning, maybe afternoon. I'll take one more peek right before I shut down for the day. And then if I get an important alert, I'll just go take care of it. But um, that's about it for the day. I don't have to do a ton of management anymore. Um, 
that's the other important thing in this is that it's so important in the beginning to model what you are looking for and what how you want people to behave because then ultimately they start taking over and the community starts to manage itself. So it's really, really important to do that. Uh, that's that's what how you get your time so that you can then like plan things um, <laughs> and make these strategies so you can actually get the stuff done. Otherwise, it's just constantly uh, that person to person management. And that's just not the best use of your time. So spend the time in the beginning to really model what you want for the people to do. Um, another component of that I'll say real quick is when people ask questions in the early days, I was always really quick to answer. Mm. Whenever I answer, I always, whenever there's something possible, I can link it to some sort of resource page where it's already been answered. I link to that. And by doing that, I'm educating and empowering my members so that when someone else asks it, someone that saw it is like, oh, I know this answer. I can help. And so as it progressed, then now I don't answer quite as quickly. I give the members a chance to step up and help each other. And that's another way to kind of be able to reclaim some time. So it's not just the constant uh, managing every little person. And um, now that I've switched from doing that, I finally have more time to plan ahead, which is good. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Less of those. Oh my goodness, what am I going to post today? I need to post something. Yeah. Um, so we have, yeah, very specific strategy. Um, and I think it's really important that your community knows what to expect. Um, some predictability is good because people will come back and check in specifically for that. If they've had a busy week, they know that certain days are certain things. Ah. So um, like Sundays is when we have our new free yoga video that comes out on YouTube. So I will put up a post for a new video of the week. Uh, it's just a place for people to kind of chat together that they did it and they liked this or they had trouble with that. And people also share about that in the network at large, but you You'll see you always have some people that are a little too reserved to want to like put their own post out there. So you want to also give them the opportunity to just leave a comment on something mm. and then they still feel connected. Or maybe we just cheer it. They feel connected. But then let people be open to spill out the people that just love to talk and post and post. That's great. Then you kind of got everybody covered. So that's why even though tons of people talk about it on Sunday, I still put that Sunday post up so that those people that just want to just say, loved it and feel part of the conversation, have the place to do that. Um, and then Monday, we start off with a question of the week. And this has evolved over the years and has gotten um, a little bit more specific. In the beginning, it was very much whatever I could think of to kind of get conversation going and yeah. keep conversation going. And um, this is very much now, I will think of a strategy um, theme for the month that fits with also our yoga theme for the month. Because yeah. we have this free yoga calendar that we put out and it has a theme every month. And now I use that and incorporate it into the community. Um, I try not to be too on the nose about it, though, because you don't want everything to start to feel too staged and too stale. If it's just because if someone doesn't connect with the community with the theme, you don't want them to feel like they're out for the month. So it's kind of, it hits on it, but it's not always just exactly the same thing. OK. So like this month, we asked, I asked a question where people got to post and they got to vote on something at the beginning. And now we kind of the rest of the Mondays, we've been diving deeper into, okay, so what exactly does that look like? And it's kind of developing that conversation more. And so everyone gets a chance to be engaged. Um, <laughs> thanks to you, I've gotten a little bit more motivated about mixing it up. Uh, ah. Lucky that we have a community that loves to talk. So I was relying on a lot of just actual just questions. Mm. 
since I've switched over to using polls, like so many more people are now engaging too, because oh, okay. you don't have time to think about some of these things. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you say, if you can just quick and click and vote, you feel like you're involved still. And yeah. so that's super important to mix it up. Um, along those same lines, I will note that it's important to on what community you have to note like how the seasons affect it. Oh so, yeah. Like in the summertime, people are super busy. And now, you know, we have a lot of like Northern and Southern Hemisphere people, so that helps. But most of us are in the Northern Hemisphere, but people are really busy in the summer. So my questions aren't usually as like in depth. Mm. A lot more like surface things, a little easier to quickly get in there and answer and be involved and keep going. Wintertime, people love to like, just like dig into things. So that's what kind of dig into things. And so just kind of like, kind of understand if your community has like a cadence like that. And be able to like work with that instead of always trying to fight it. I mean, they might be super deep one month, and then if you're still trying to force it in the summertime, it won't have the same impact or connection with people. So that's kind of important to know. Yeah. Um, so so summertime is maybe like you know fun icebreakers, yeah. like yeah. silly stuff. Okay, yeah. I like that a lot. Totally. That's yeah. a good chance. Like they can kind of bring the silly in. Like, yeah. You know, kind of get deep in the winter time. <laughs> That's great. That's a great note. I had not thought about that one. I'm filing that one away. I might share that. Nice. Yes. (laughs) All right. So what does the next, the rest of your week look like? Yeah. Tuesdays, we don't have anything set on. Um, I just kind of keep that day open because we don't really have a need for it yet. Um, If I have to post an announcement, I love to post it on Tuesdays. So if it's something they don't know that's coming, I post it on Tuesdays. That way it doesn't get like um, overrun with overshadowed with anything else. So I kind of protect my Tuesdays in case I need to just like throw out important announcements. Wednesdays is our book club. Um, I'll show you guys that when we go a little further into the groups. Um, so Wednesday is all about book club. Thursday, I post about our new membership video. Fridays, we have this thing called feel good Fridays and people just love that. Um, it's basically, it, it grew out of the really early days kind of understanding that sometimes life is hard and difficult. But if you take a moment and stop, you can usually always find something good. And so everyone just shares something from the week that made them feel good um, or made them smile. And then Saturdays, I have like a recap or a snapshot of the week and just to kind of hit on some key things. And um, people constantly comment on that and say how they feel like they've had a busy week, but they know they can check this and they feel like they're still connected. Or people that are in there all the time check it and say, man, you still managed to find things that I didn't see. And it just keeps people feeling like they're never out of the loop. And so that even if they're really busy, they know they can always return and they're not lost and they're still part of the community. So it it takes some work, but it's it's yeah. really important, I think. How do you find and mine those things that you want to um, highlight each week? Yeah. So <laughs> that some weeks are really easy with that. Some weeks aren't. Um, yeah. <laughs> they always highlight all of our things, like our, our, what we are doing as like a community at large, like the video of the week. Well, we talked for the question of the week. I highlight those at the beginning. Um, and then I limited myself because I, I started realizing there are so many good things I could be highlighting. <laughs> so I gave myself for whatever reason, four. So I have like four community stories I will feature, four questions or ideas I will feature. And then I'll feature if there's any kind of events coming up or anybody looking to meet up, to set up meetups. Um, And then it's just as I'm going through the week, if I see something that really 
I know people connect to or be really encouraging to if you've been seeing people struggling with something and then someone shares a story how they overcame something, I'll pull something like that out. Uh, questions and ideas. I love to pull in the questions that maybe people have missed and mm. aren't getting answered. Good call. Um, so I'll still do like the recommend and things to try to get more eyes on thing, questions like that. But I love yeah. to pull those in too. Nice. Uh, Morgan had a question. Is, yeah. Did you write this up all in one article, like a digest? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I'll show you when we, yeah. um, we'll do a screen share a little bit and I'll show you what one looks like. Cool. Uh, you know, actually, as I'm kind of thinking about this, do you want to take us on a tour? Sure. Let's, let's do, do it. it. We have some great questions coming in guys that I can't yeah. wait to get to at the end. So I'm, I'm seeing them. Don't worry. All right. Let's go inside. All right. So beautiful. Well, this is, I had this up to, I wanted to show you guys this. Uh, this is what we have as our start guide. Um, it's very simple. Start here first. Explains what this community is about. And then we have a little intro from Adrian. And then right here, I have all these links that will hit, help people get started on the right foot. The key here is to really empower the people, uh, the new people coming in to know that they come in and they know what to do. Because uh, they're excited when they first join and you don't want them to come in and then be like, okay, what do I do? I'm here. Now, now what do I do about this? So this is a great thing to have in place, like as soon as possible, if you don't already have something, it just, it helps them understand what they're doing. I also give them a little idea of like what we're doing oh. each week, so they can kind of expect it. Um, and then I explain like, this is what um, you might be wondering too, what Kula means. It's a Sanskrit word. And basically it's like our community of the heart. So a lot of people come and ask, what does it mean? So we have it right now too. <laughs> and Perfect. we always keep this in our welcome section. So everyone automatically sees it. Okay, so should we go into the groups? Yeah, although let's, um, while you have this up, uh, let's intro that. So yes. um, Sarah and team are using groups. Somebody was asking about, I think, sub-communities or different communities. As their network has grown, you guys have decided to kind of pretty slowly and deliberately, I think, roll out groups using our groups yeah. feature on Mighty Networks. So, um, and the other neat thing is that as you can, you can click in there is that we give you all the ability if you're on uh, Mighty Brand or Business and you're using our groups feature to rename it. So yeah. you guys chose rooms, which I think is really cool. Yeah, so for us, we talked about a lot of different things we could call it. And we realized that um, we still had this Facebook group up. So we didn't want there to be confusion if we use the word group. Because uh, we wanted to read people to really understand what they were getting coming in here. So we started to set it up that this is our Fanfus Good Kula house in a sense. And you come here to hang out with your friends. And if you need to get into really specific things, then you can go into these little rooms. And so that's how I came up with the idea for rooms. And I so we see we have like um, in January, we did dedicate for our 30 days. And everybody that joined signed up for the daily email for dedicate was also invited to join here if they wanted to and um we had a daily post there to keep people on the um keep people going pretty much um we have a book club room and then we use rooms too for little things like we have some events coming up um it's yoga and spanish journey uh it's two retreats that are coming up next month and so we have a room for these people there's only um 
12 and 13 people go into each one of these weeks. So this is just a little space where those that are going can go ahead and start to meet before they get there. And then mm -hmm. they keep the connection going after they leave. So we did that for our previous retreats too. The other years, we did a weekend retreat last year. We had the room for that. Um, and then we have a prenatal room. So the prenatal one, that was important for us to create because we have a prenatal course and part of it we offer we offered a Facebook group for that and we got rid of Facebook. Mm. So they, needed to, they needed to have a private space where they felt like they could talk with other uh, people that were going through prenatal yoga as well. They could ask those questions that they needed to ask and know that they were in a private place. So we have a room for that. But then everything else we have open, um, veggie life. This one was interesting because it started as a topic and then we realized it would be best to be served as a room. Hmm. Because as a topic, at first we're like, okay, well, we have a food topic because people also love to talk about food and share recipes. Um, but people that are vegetarian or interested in vegetarian or vegan, they don't necessarily want to see recipes for food that have meat products in them. So we thought, well, just do, do a vegetarian topic. And then we realized, well, a veggie life, you know, being vegetarian, being vegan, it's more than just how you eat for some people. It's also about what kind of products you use and things like that. So we realized having a room for this was the best place for this. And that's pretty much how we make our decision if it's a topic or if it's a room. If it's something that cannot be covered by just one topic or if it needs to be in a private space because only certain people can come in um, or if it is just something you need to go deeper on on multiple levels, then that's a good good space for a group or a room. And then our book club became a room because we need to notify people when we send out our new um, on our post every week. Uh, we don't want to notify the entire network when we have a new discussion <laughs> coming up every Wednesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> we moved this into a room just so that we can notify every Wednesday when there's a new book discussion that comes up. And we've got like, Five and a half thousand people in here. Oh my God, yeah, I was just gonna ask. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And people, we make it really clear from the beginning. You just kind of, if you're filling the book this month, jump in and read and join the discussion. Not filling it, maybe you jump in next month. So by having that language from the get-go, people know they can be here. They vote on the books. They watch to see what we're going to read, and then if they're excited about it, they join in. They're not excited about that book, don't have time, they skip it and wait till the next month. Um, so that I think is helpful to have that guideline already in place for people so they don't feel like this pressure, like, well, I kind of want to join, but I don't want to feel like I always have to. Yeah. And then they feel like they can join on their own terms and then you actually have more people engaged. I love so that. Part of that we have also like a little welcome section within our group. Um, we always feature our current discussions and the schedule for the book we're reading. Um, but we always have a welcome section in here that explains like how the book club works. And then we include books we previously read. So people can see what we previously read and what's coming up. Basically, we want to take away any sort of obstacle that would prevent somebody from being able to join in if they were interested. Brilliant. Do you have a, remind me, do you have a volunteer like moderator like for this group too? We do now. Um, okay. She's part of the team. Um, oh, okay. And some things that it just became a good opportunity. She's like a major like book fan. And so um, I asked Katie if she would come on and moderate the book club. Um, and what she did, she just took over what I was doing there. We don't actually have to come up with the discussion questions for the book because we ask for volunteers to lead it each month. 
Mm. So what we do is we vote on our books and whichever books win, um, like the most votes, that's the book we're reading for the month. We usually do it a couple months out. So people have time to plan and then we'll ask for volunteers and we ask for a volunteer to lead the book and they come up with the discussion questions. They email them to Katie and then she posts it and like, she'll post it for the person. So, um, so she posts it so that the alert can go out, but then she makes it clear, like it's from our discussion leader. Um, and the people just engage in the comments below. That's fantastic. So much fun. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't get to show the snapshot. Let me show that real quick. Oh, yes. That would be awesome. Fair question. Um, I definitely make a lot of use of the featuring uh, and keep that up to date because people have learned over years that that's where you need to go to see the latest things. So that's that's really helpful. All right. Okay, so this was this past week. I hit, these are all my weekly things, a new video, the question. So I hit those at the top. And then down below, I have what I have are coolest stories. And I started adding this little sort of descriptor below these sections. So um, we had a huge growth after this past January. Um, I think at the end of last year, we were around 40 something, 50,000. And then after the new January series, we're up, we went up to like almost 90 at that point. And um, so I needed to make sure people knew what was happening a little bit more since it, was, since it like doubled. Um, and I found it really helped that people started getting excited. Once they understood what was happening here, they started realizing maybe if I post something I really am thinking about, maybe I get featured too, because they get really excited about when they get featured. And taking Aldra's advice about not really getting people to give advice. I thought this was a great chance to also offer uh, some perspective on what we're looking for and sort of really change that narrative a little bit. Not so much like we're asking for advice, but that someone's asking a question. Maybe you have an experience you can share. Maybe you have a story you can share. And that has really changed because it used to be, this section used to be called advice. Because I was like, you were asking and then I heard you talking about how advice is not what you want to ask for. And I was like, of course, like, yeah, that seems like so obvious now. And you think about it and break it down because people will respond with what you're asking for. And so by pe making people think you're just asking for advice, they're just going to give that advice. And it's just not as helpful as people saying, well, this happened for me or this what worked for me. And then there's more conversation. So totally reworded this to questions and ideas. And that's been good. And then like if people are looking for meetups and then I started just pulling if someone does like a um, people take lots of pictures. So I will pull a community picture in to be like the um, the picture for the week. And then okay. encourage people to share the stories or quotes they love, their pit their photos and things like that. Yeah. Morgan was wondering above. Um, the links, just we want to confirm the links that you're featuring in these pieces, they go directly to the thread and the post in question. They do. Yes. Yeah. So they'll go. I also will. Um, yeah. You add because, mention those people. Yeah. yeah. I want them to see it that they got mentioned because then it helps them to um, post more. But I also want people that may be connected with that person to be able to easily click on that and possibly follow that person so that people can connect even easier. Because ultimately, that's what it's for. It's for connecting people so that they have this community to encourage them to keep growing and keep learning. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing this, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I, we have so many. I don't know if you, you probably can't see it because you're sharing your screen. <laughs> but we have 
So many appreciative comments here. It's really, really fun to see inside of your community. Um, really. Awesome. Okay, so we have so many fantastic questions here. I think I just want to, let's dive into, you know, what these folks are asking. I think up to you if you want to keep sharing your screen. Um, you want to pull it down? That You want me to turn you off here? <laughs> yeah, because that, that little X we are looking for earlier still is. Yeah, 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 there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I saw this one earlier and I really wanted to, I think it got upvoted. Here we go. Yes, this is this is a great question. Also from Morgan. How do you measure success in terms of engagement? So are you focusing more on contribution rate? And she mentioned like getting everybody posting, staying high, or as opposed to just getting an engagement on your host activity? I think the question is, are you focused on maybe like getting people to ask their own questions and post? Mm -hmm. Is that your ultimate goal as far as contributions? Or are you focused on just getting them to at least comment and vote on the stuff that you're creating? Um, no, it really ultimately I'm getting them to like create their own post and comment on each other's and cheer each other's because ultimately the community is them. And my posts are just there to kind of be the the guidepost in a way like this is what's happening in the community. This was happening uh, with you with Adrian, just so people know what's going on and also give them those opportunities to just leave the little comments if they want to. But ultimately, it's like I'm always encouraging people to share. And again, that was something more in the beginning. I, I used a lot of messaging about like leave a comment or write a post about. Um, and yeah. I don't have to do that so much because everyone is already just intuitively sharing. But it's always been very important to get people to write and share. Yeah. And let's talk about the analytics piece a little bit. So yeah. how are you using your analytics dashboard? Do you look at when people are online, I know you have a global community. I don't know if that matters to you at all, or if you yeah. figured out a rhythm that seems to work. Um, and yeah. you know, what are you looking at week over week to know if you need to make adjustments or changes or tweaks to what you're doing? I do check them pretty much um, probably every Monday and every Friday, and sometimes a little bit more in between, if there's something that I'm also trying to work on. Um, the reason I have that post schedule that works well is because I was really checking my analytics to see when people were on. I also noticed people were on just more toward the beginning and end of the week. So I filled out the middle of the week. So people are on more evenly across the board. Oh. So I use that to help bring up the engagement and keep it consistent through the week. Um, I also was looking at when the most people were on during the day so that when I was trying to build up engagement in the middle of the week, I looked at well, what was that time when people were on in the middle of the week. Um, so, and that's why I think that works well. Cause so I did build my timing off of the analytics and I have very specific times that I post things. <laughs> nice. so definitely use it. But um, I'm looking at, for me, I'm really looking at if it's a like, really deep question, you know, are people engaging with it and actually sharing more and then other people are responding to theirs. Um, that is, Sometimes you can have a question like that, that you definitely think is successful, but only has maybe 20 or 30 comments, as opposed to maybe something that has just, you know, 500 likes. So it's really, if it gets the people to interact with each other and share more, that ultimately is really the success. And so I'm always looking to at like, what is my, in my analytics, how many people are returning? How many people are contributing? And I'm always trying to push to get more and more people contribute. And then if I feel like the numbers are starting to slide a little bit, I'll look at, okay, why might that be? Like, am I posting too much of one type of thing? Do I need mm. to put something else in there? And 
just to try to keep getting that number up. Like I, I want, I think this is probably a bit of a pipe dream, but I want to get to the point where I have like a huge percentage of like almost everybody contributing, but that That's would be cool. <laughs> a lot of conversation to keep up with and filter through for my snapshot. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me, Sarah, I think we talked a month or two ago and you told me, I wanted you to share the specific story, if that's okay. Oh. About oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can tell about that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you ever watch any of Audra's um, videos or steps or anything at the beginning, she always says about using polls. And it, she's so right because it makes a huge difference. And the, the one I got hung up on was a percentage poll. Because I was like, how do I ask a percentage question? You know, it's not like we're, you know, a business community where you can like focus on those type of numbers and things. And so I got so hung up on this. And finally, after I was I watched one of your webinars and I was like, all right, next week, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to post a percentage poll. And so I posted it. And it was just some like, I'm like, well, it's not even like that good of a question. And well, what's it, the question though? I think it's a great question. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't think it was that good of a question at the time because I just like like the first thing off the top of my head, I think it was um what percentage of your practices are twenty-five percent and under? Twenty-five minutes. Minute, and under, right. Sorry. Yeah. And so that was the question. And then people just started like voting and like instantly like within the week the engagement on it was i so much more than everything else because it was an easy thing people could just be like and now too it's kind of nice i i'm glad i asked that question the way i did it because we have a lot of people that will be asking like why don't you just do longer videos we want more long videos but the truth of the matter is is most people they actually need videos that are 25 minutes or shorter because that's just what fits for people's lives for the majority of people. So it's okay if most of our videos are like under half an hour because <laughs> that's what people need. Yeah, and what's great about this is that I love this example because it's not only a fun question that your members really liked to share. Mm -hmm. Like they yeah. just really wanted to quickly share, yeah, this is what I prefer. Everybody yeah. likes to have their vote, right? Um, it's that it helped you make a, a business decision, right? When yeah. it comes to the broader Yoga with Adrian brand, exactly. You could go back to your team and say, "Hey, we polled our members. Turns mm -hmm. out the majority of them prefer this. Let's maybe yeah. skew to creating more things that, along these lines." So I could just, for what's fun about that is to me, it just opens up a world of further questions you could ask, and totally. people don't even know that they're being surveyed, <laughs> right? <laughs> Exactly. They just want to see if they're the only person that prefers shorter videos or not. Because <laughs> they are convinced that everybody has like these two hour long practices and that they must be not measuring up somehow. They see a question like this and they realize, oh, everyone's as busy as I am. It's okay. <laughs> yep. Brilliant. Um, okay. So we have some more questions coming okay. in. Um, let's just kind of move through these quickly. I love it. So actually, we just talked a little bit about, you know, the broader yoga with Adrian community, we have a question here. These keep being voted up. I love this, which is how, do, so they're popping around. How do you differentiate between your free and paid content? So this is kind of a larger um, question around the brand, but you mentioned earlier, you have a membership site and you have yeah. a free YouTube channel. So how do you differentiate that? And I'd be curious too, you know, you talked about how we kind of, you're leveling people up or niching them down, whatever, mm -hmm. to like this experience. Is there a strategy you have in place from bringing people into their free content, the free community, and then leveling them up into um, your paid membership? Like, how does that work? Well, it's kind of always out there, the information about the membership. Mm -hmm. um, so 
there'll be different things I will link to it in the YouTube description for different videos. Um, so people will see it, but they don't necessarily engage with it that much if they're at the beginning because they're just looking for something very specific usually in the beginning and they're using that they're finding that then they start exploring and like i said then they sign up for the weekly letter and that's usually where adrian will start talking about hey so next month on our free calendar uh three days the members are going to be doing this series but mm. uh, we always will have the free videos for people on youtube for those days still but We'll kind of mention and highlight it um and then she'll comment like say something about the community in there so that's where people they start looking for more they start reading these letters they start getting more deep into the culture in a sense and they start finding these things but if you have someone someone could find membership from day one if they you know wanted to but they're usually not engaged at that point yet to that point they're just looking for what they're looking for and as they get their needs met then they start being okay so what is this Flow's good membership and then they start clicking and checking. And so that's yes. okay. Okay. Um, that that totally makes sense. So similar question kind of, but you know, Kim had a question. Is all of your content created and housed within Mighty Networks? So tell us more about I guess where your content is housed in that larger okay. kind of Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in an ideal world, everything would be in like one place, but it's like you just, it's not everything in place. So you kind of have to find the best tools to deliver exactly what you want in the best possible way. And so right now, YouTube is the best possible place to deliver free content to as many people as possible. We have our membership site that is just where we have the membership videos. Um, it used to have a um, a form component to it. Once we got our Mighty Networks growing and kicked off, we closed that because that was not the best place to really connect as a community. People will leave comments on videos in there and that's fine. They'll connect in the comments, but it's a different kind of connection in comments than in actual community. And so then we just have the Kula and that's the place to connect with your community. And so we have it also on the website. People can go straight to the YouTube for the free, the membership for the premium classes, and the Kula for community, which is open for anybody in the yoga with agent community, not just members. Gotcha. Uh, and you know, I'm, I think we covered most of these questions. You all will have to forgive me. I forgot to do the thing where I marked the timestamp when Sarah was answering your question, but um, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure this is so good. Uh, one more just clarification about groups. So Brittany, Brittany had a great, great question just across Mighty. You know, are you able to create groups that require approval to join? So if you want some who are just limited and we did show that a little bit. So Sarah, you have groups that are just private. Some are private invite only, right? So you can only yep. approve who gets in. Yep. So we, um, we played around with like secret groups as well as just private groups and public groups. Um, our public groups, our entire network is private, um, but with we have our public groups is anyone in the network can join it. And that's like our book club. Um, when we have like an event coming up, like a retreat, we only want those retreat attendees to join. So um, I make it private so people can see it and request to join. And then if they match my list of people that are going, then I approve it. Otherwise, I just decline it. And I usually make it very clear, like this is if you're attending, request to join. But there's always a few people that just try and click and just yeah, yeah. Out anyways. <laughs> yeah. Let's create the other flexibility and yes, I like the idea that that set up. Yeah. All right. I know we're almost at the hour. Thank you all for so many amazing questions. I have one more for you, <laughs> which is like, let's talk about the rest of the year. What are your big goals for this community and for the find what feels good Kula? Like, where do you want to see 
this community be at the end of 2019? And what is your team looking ahead kind of in the future? Are you doing some planning for the years ahead too? No, we're, we're taking this as um, like very much of a building year, like an off cycle yeah. year, because we have a lot of really big plans for 2020, especially for our, our free uh, January program in 2020. And so we're building toward these things for next year. But we have all these things that we're like, okay, we need to make sure things working as good as possible because you hit this certain point. Like once we hit the 5 million subscribers, it starts to really just explode even more. Okay. So. so we're like, we need to make sure we have everything in place. And I've kind of taken that on for the community as well. So I'm basically looking around like, where can I clarify? Where can I make things work even better? How can I hone this in even more? Um, and set myself up a little bit further ahead every month. I'm I'm a little further ahead than I used to be, but I would like to be even further ahead every month because uh, then I can just set everything up and just go. And yeah. so it's really a year of building that because the more consistent that I am as a host, the more interactive people are, the more engaged people are. And so I need to always make sure that my systems are in place so that I have everything ready so they can just be there and just connect and keep growing. And hopefully then by next year, when we do our January, all these people will be so excited and then they'll introduce yoga to more people in their lives. And beyond that, this community and they get this, this chance of being someplace where they feel like they belong. Cause that's ultimately what the cool it feels like for a lot of people. They feel like they finally found their people and we want more people to feel like that. Cause there's just way too many lonely people in the world. It's amazing. Well, we are huge fans of what you're building at Mighty. We love what you're building. Thank you for giving us this place that we can do this. Yes. It's just so wonderful to hear these stories and that how people are finding community and camaraderie and, you know, friendships through this platform. So, and what you've created. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, this was so much fun. I could keep talking about this stuff for hours, but, um, we're going to get the replay up so you can always watch it right here. So anybody who came in late, this was a great interview. So I encourage you to watch the whole thing again, share it with your team. If you've got co-hosts or co-moderators or folks who might find this valuable, please share it out. We'll also be sharing a full recap over in Mighty Hosts that you can always reference and share out too. So thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Audra. Thank you everybody for coming and asking the questions. Oh, this was so much fun. I can't wait to continue the conversation and then check in soon too to hear about what you're learning uh, mm -hmm. in the coming months too. So definitely take care, everybody. Have a good rest of your week and we'll Thank see you, you over in Mighty Hosts.